MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN store in their big Cyber Monday sale. 20% off everything in the store for one day only this Monday using the code CYBER, that's C-Y-B-E-R, at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 249. Uh, I'm going to send this out to the greatest band in the world, Sloan, who my son and I are obsessed with, and who we went and saw on Friday play an amazing concert. But not only that, but uh, before the show, the de facto front man was kind enough to spend some time with my son and take a photo with him and call him a nerd, so... This goes out to Sloan and to their front man, Chris Murphy. And all, all you non-Canadians who don't know who Sloan is, you should uh, get plug him into your Spotify and hear some good old Beatles-esque rock and roll straight from the Great White North. But this isn't a Sloan podcast. There already is a, at least one called Sloan Cast, and I think there's more. But uh, this is a MMA podcast, and one of our non-UFC MMA podcasts, that, mind you. Um, no UFC this past week, but there was plenty of of uh, MMA action and some historic uh, results, I must have to, I must say, it did go down in the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Gardens this past Friday. So we're going to jump into that and we're going to see how, I was going to say my co-host picks did, but I made picks as well. And wouldn't you know it, p- making picks off the top of my head, I'm better than, than the so-called expert on the podcast. <laughs> but let's bring in the giggling expert now. Uh, he's the one and only gummy god, Daniel Reeland. Hello. Yeah, so I, I have some thoughts about that. Well, first of all, uh, in, in terms of of saying that you're better than me, did you did you happen <laughs> to look you. did you happen to look through the odds of everybody who won on the two fight cards we broke down? That's why I did good. <laughs> there was one underdog all yeah, weekend. That's that's uh, why Chalks did well. Our entire, underdogs missed, of course. It was a a twelve fight PFL card. Yep. And a we we broke down five fights off of uh, Brave CF 66 and one total underdog hit. And it was the second largest underdog on all of those cards, uh, which is pretty crazy. Yep, it certainly was. And boy, was it ever a underdog. Um, we as well jump right into this right off the get go. PFL 10, the 2022 championships went down on Friday from the Hulu theater at madison square gardens new york city new york um well we got a bunch of million new millionaire winners we got aspen lad's debut in the promotion uh, we got some uh we got muhammad ali's son starching uh, not son a uh, grandson starching uh someone uh had a little bit of a, we had uh someone who is an automatic fade but somehow my co-host didn't fade him and Dude, lo and behold I, i've got he looked great strong. and then got knocked out just like he just <laughs> yeah. like predicted um but we, we we probably shouldn't bury the league. We probably should start at the top. Do we have a Ronda Rousey part two on our hands? Um, we'll have to discuss this. Larissa Pacheco came through. What what was her odds when we when we broke this down? She was at plus, plus 480. Four, 
Yeah, 480. That, that's, yeah. That's, it's not as high as it really should have been because she's already lost twice to the, at the time, undefeated Kayla Harrison, who went into the fight 15-0 with two judo gold medals around her neck. Well, I guess she didn't wear them to the cage or into the cage. That would be interesting for an object. Henry um, Cejudo would do that. Yeah, Henry Cejudo would do that. Kurt Angle <laughs> would, do, would do that as well. Um, but Kayla Harrison isn't cringy, and hopefully she isn't a a uh, Ronda Rousey part two here um, either. Um, she's actually a better Jugoka, so there you go. And perhaps she uh, will end up having a better MMA career as well. But I'm rambling and rambling. Uh, for some reason, I don't want my co-host to talk, but let's let him talk. Uh, Pacheco came through. Uh, wasn't even a, dislute, a disputed decision, a unanimous decision win uh, over Kayla Harrison, despite losing to her twice already. Um, Sean Sheehan on Sphere MMA uh, posits that this may be the biggest upset in MMA history due to the fact that she had already lost to this woman twice and no one was giving her a chance. I know odds-wise it wasn't the biggest upset, but boy, howdy. Didn't see this coming. I didn't also didn't see the fight. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to let, we're going to hopefully let Gumby break it down, break it down. I just did, read about it and saw some highlights, but I was at rock and roll and as I said off the top, go ahead. So, so a couple of things. First of all, Sean Sheehan could not be more wrong. This is not even remotely close <laughs> to being... Uh, the biggest upset in MMA history for a number of reasons. You know, I, I think I mentioned it when we were breaking it down. They have fought twice and what happened in both of those fights. It went the distance, which yeah. Kayla Harrison had not been previously with anybody else. She finishes everybody else. And Pacheco's out there finishing people in her only losses over to Kayla Harrison in some very high level UFC fighters back when she was in the UFC. So for anybody who went in thinking that this was a one-sided beatdown in the making, you, you may have thought Kayla Harrison was going to win, and I, I'm on that boat too. I thought Kayla Harrison was going to win for sure. I thought that not enough had changed from their first two fights to now to make it different, but there wasn't ever a first beat down. You know, it's not like she right. went in there and knocked her out in six seconds or submitted her in 10 seconds. She, she had to work 25 hard minutes against her one time and 15 hard minutes the other time. So for all of that, it's not a huge upset, right? Pacheco changed the tenor of this by like two rounds worth because she won a round in that other one. So like, yeah, like it, it's a it's an upset. It's a large upset, but it's not the biggest ever. And to your point about her being a potential Ronda Rousey, uh, she's got a couple of things working for her in that direction yeah. to stop her. First of all, great team behind her. Yes. I think that's going to help her make improvements and change. Edmund Shavazian, or uh, not Edmund Shavazian, Edmund Tavarian. <laughs> Edmund Shavazian, by the way, speaking of, because uh, he's got a fight coming up we're going to talk about in, in the coming weeks. Do you know he doesn't train under Edmund Tavarian anymore and he's oh. no longer represented by him either? All the Edmunds and Edmans are, are breaking up, are they? Yeah, so he's now uh, Extreme Couture in Dominance MMA uh uh, represented, but anyway, I guess, uh, I, I guess that's a step up. I, I, I guess it's improvement. Anything else? Yes, but, yes, yes, it is. Um, so I digress. Um, but but like he's she's got a better team behind her. That's gonna help her in the first yep. place. Um, her mental state afterwards seems to be in a better yeah. place than Ronda. She's Definitely. she's dejected, but not like you know like not gonna walk away from the sport dejected. Um, and then the other thing that's gonna help her is she is in a division that doesn't really exist anywhere in MMA. Right. There's no 155 pound women's. In fact, the one she just lost to was 135 pound women who was bulked up to make it to that division. It's not like Rhonda who ran into Holly Holm and then ran into Amanda Nunez. She ran into Pacheco in a close fight, a fight that was one round apart. And at the end of the day, she's just going to wind up fighting Pacheco again soon. 
right? Like th- they talked about not having a 155 pound women's season next year and she not doing seasons again. She's just going to fight yeah. super fight against Pacheco again. So yeah, she's in great shape to like not have that ruin her career. Yeah, no, she seems more interested in, in improving, which you didn't really see uh, from Rousey. So um, as I put heart, do you see, I, I just accidentally put hearts across the screen during our chat here, Dan, because that's how much I love you. I can't, I can't, uh, resist putting I, I closed the parts. window do you just leave oh. the skype window open <laughs> uh sometimes because oh. I, I have axed us out a few times in the past oh. so yeah don't uh, do that <laughs> yeah but anyhow I, I gave you some hearts so um yeah I, I i think she's um she's i agree with everything thing you said i think she is in good uh, stead to actually um make a go of this here mma career she, she seems to want it maybe this would be the kick in the butt that she needs um but where where do you see her needing to improve? Obviously, I mean, she's, I think she's too grapple happy, grapple heavy at this point. Because I, I hear she was just spamming uh, desperate takedowns at, at the end of the fight when nothing else was working for her. Well, the problem with her, and, and I think she's always going to have a grapple heavy approach. Yeah, right? well, like, it, which is fine. You you don't want to go in there and tell Habib to not grapple anymore because he's yeah. one dimensional. Like this is her best dimension. But at the end of the day, it seemed like she didn't have enough answers jujitsu wise here yeah um, that's what i've been hearing too yeah because like some of the scrambles uh she didn't wind up in as advantageous of a position as she could and, and i think like a little bit of jujitsu there probably would have helped also like i worried a little bit about her when she was in a guard um she nearly got armbarred she nearly got triangled she, she like had to work out of positions and not that Pacheco isn't really good at jujitsu but like if, if kayla harrison is going to be like you know she talks about herself being like the goat women's grappler of all time. Like hmm. if she's going to be that she needs to be able to defensive jujitsu too. In yeah. the meantime, and it seemed like that was the the toughest part for her. Yep. Yeah. It's not just, um, yeah, she, she definitely needs obviously more experience with adversity. So this is pretty much the first adversity she's seen in, in the cage. So, um, Hopefully she will learn from it and uh, and it'll propel her to uh, to more stuff. So uh, we're predicting she stays in the PFL because you don't want to jump into the UFC with them having uh, the upper hand over you, as most people have to enter the UFC with. Well, I think she also, if I'm not mistaken, I saw on Twitter, she actually has two fights left on her deal okay. that she okay. can't get out of. So it, it wasn't just a season thing. I guess she has yeah, different ones, obviously. Yeah, I think. Special. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think, honestly, we're talking about, uh, especially if they don't do the season format next year, I'm yeah. thinking super fight with Pacheco, super fight with Aspen Ladd, and then see where we're at. Sounds, sounds, sounds good. So um, did you see all these fights? I just saw highlights. You, you I, I, went back, I went back and watched them. I did not. Okay. I, I even said it in the, the Discord. I said to yes. Jong, I said, hey, Jong. Hope you enjoy these fights. I will not be watching them live uh, because uh, there there were no methods to watch it other than paying fifty dollars cash, uh, and those fights just could not have been less worth it for me. It's Christmas time, <laughs> man. The, the the kids need dinosaur fighting gear for crying That's out right. loud. It's it's right. right for death. It's Rambo. Right, so, Rambo yeah. S here. <laughs> so a pretty uh, exciting fight card from from the clips I've seen and, and for what I've heard. So that one was a decision. Uh, the next fight was for next fight down the card. We're going in reverse order, top to bottom was for the featherweight championship. Brandon Lochnane um, proved that he probably should have gotten more of a chance in the UFC than he did. For some reason, he's a guy that 
Dana White doesn't like for some reason, but it doesn't matter. Shot a, shot he, a takedown with 10 seconds left. <laughs> he, oh, that's, that's all it takes. Um, that's right. I forgot all about that, but still, come on. Uh, he's a million-dollar winner now, beating Bubba Jenkins, who we had picked, sadly. Um, knockout TKO. Huh? It's because we picked an underdog. Exactly. Uh, the the um, topology has it. That's a straight right to punches and knee. So um, I, I hear he was chopping uh, down Jenkins with the leg kicks and then finished him off on the – well, I guess – on the feet, he dropped him and then finished him on the ground, ground a pound. Yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. So, a smartest yeah. thing you could do against a wrestler too is to just yep. chop those legs and uh, and eventually work it away so that he's gonna have to box with you. And and that's what he did here. And uh, yeah, I mean, he made the the Jenkins pick look stupid. Yep. Well, we we whiffed on the top two picks. Things are gonna improve. Don't worry. Um, I want to tell you about WinBet, of course, our big sponsor who's always there for us. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. As I've said in the past, if you don't live in one of those states, time to move. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same game parlay? Who isn't? WinBet is your home with their win bet. Build your own bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Speaking of parlays, Kelly Harrison messed up um, Dan's uh, makeshift parlay for this event. But anyhow, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So you know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbed.com. Let's be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And it's Cyber Monday. It may be Cyber Monday as you hear these words in your ears. If you're not one of our diehards that listen to it the second it drops, but we love you all regardless. 20% off everything in the merch store using promo code CYBER, C-Y-B-E-R. Here's where you go. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. One day only. Make sure you get the Gumby Vreeland shirt at the very least, and then get some more, get some MMA gambling podcast gear, and then you can go and check the gear off for for the other um, other amazing podcasts we have here. So once again, Cyber is your code. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. One day only sale tomorrow, 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 or today when you're listening to this, or if you're listening to this in the future, you missed out on the amazingness. All right, uh, next up, heavyweights. This is where where we got it right. Anti D Delia, Anti Delia. That's it, right? Delia, Delia, Delia. Delia. Yes. Yeah. I've heard it a billion times, and I'm still saying it wrong. KO punches. We we saw this coming. It only took him 250 to knock up Matthias Scheifel and claim his first um, championship in the PFL after falling short in the finals last year. Yeah, this is uh, not not much to say about this one. He no. just steamrolled him exactly the way we thought he would, walked him down, uh, and finished him with punches. So how good is he? I, I know it, it's hard with heavyweights that aren't in the UFC. Actually, it used to be the opposite. Uh, heavyweights in the UFC were suspect. Heavyweights outside the UFC were, were were the real deal back in the glory days. But obviously, things have changed. You know, it's it's kind of hard for me to say. The fact that he beat Hennon Faria is a big one for me. Right. Um, the, the fact that he lost in the finals last year to Bruno Capeloza is kind of like a detraction for me. But when you run it all together, I, I think at the end of the day, what you have to say, and, and this is what I learned a little bit from uh, from my discussions with Olivier Albaumercier and, and Stevie Ray, there's just like no time to get better 
during a PFL season. There's no time to fix things. Like, the fighter you are at the beginning of the season is the fighter you are at the end of the season. So, like, given three months to just sit there and, like, work on things, he might be entirely better from this whole season. But yeah. in the meantime, he isn't any better than his last or his first fight in this season. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the thing that Oban Mercier was was uh I think it was him that was saying it saying to you on your other podcast, Top Turtle, how you really can't work. He, he said his cardio is the uh, and his physical conditioning is the greatest he's ever been because nonstop camps. But you can't really work on work on things uh, during the PFL season. Yeah. So th- so that for me is a big you know like he he looks like he did when he beat Matthew Sheffield back in April. Yep. Um, because he knocked him out in the second round back in April and he knocked yep. him out in the first round now in, in well, that's improvement. November. Yeah. So that's, uh, <laughs> over seven months, it's a mild improvement, but at the end of the day, like what happens when he goes back to the drawing board and is like, man, look at all these things I did this season that I wish I did a light slightly differently. Yeah. W- will he be a much better fighter? I, I think so. And, and then I think we'll have a better grasp of what he looks like at the end of the day. Okay. Speaking of Oba Mercier, Dan faded the Quebec kid, the Canadian gangster, the Canadian tuxedo wrongly. I picked him and I hit it because he came through. He being Oba Mercier, uh, knockout right hook of Stevie Ray. We did not see the knockout coming. No, so that's that, what I was Oba just going to ask. You. <laughs> uh, that's not his path to victory whatsoever. But he, he was very emotional uh, after winning. Very, very happy. And boy, he came through in the clutch here. Yeah, I was going to ask you. You know of. I missed a couple of fights here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I, I missed those first two that we talked about. I missed this one right here, too. I don't feel bad about missing this one because anybody no. who is like, oh, Olivier Alban Mercier is going to go out there and hit a right hook on Stevie Ray and flatline <laughs> yeah. him. Dude, I, I mean. It was you, more of a you, jab, really, wasn't it? He dropped him uh, a jab, I think. I, I think it was a hook, but I, I okay. could be wrong. Uh, that makes but, it sound better for Ray, at least. But he dropped him, and he dropped he him hard. Uh, so, yeah, like, this is a unfortunate miss, but at the end of the day, yeah, like, this is exactly uh, – this is who a lot of people thought was going to win, but I, I don't feel bad about not predicting yeah. him by knockout. It's only his second career knockout in yeah. fight 22. So, yeah, you, you, you got to play the numbers here. You can't be better than that. Uh, I skipped over a non-title fight that was in the middle of this. We mentioned already Aspilad. This one was a controversial split decision over Julia Bud. Um, like I said, was didn't it, see it. Was it controversial? I don't know. I, I've heard some people say they thought Bud won, but I, I didn't see. I don't even think I saw highlights. I, I just wanted to see if she made it to the scale, which she did. So, well, let me tell you who had it for uh, for for ask. Or Sean for, Sheehan did, I know, but he worked uh, for Sheer Sean Dog Sheehan now, did, so. but so did two other Sheer Dog guys had it for yeah, Bud. Yeah, he's Sheer Dog affiliated now too, so maybe he's rubbing off. And don't get me wrong, uh, th- there were a lot of people who did have it for Bud. I'm, I'm not uh, discrediting what you're saying. Yeah, you're you're right. It, it was closer than I think a lot of people had it, but I still had the first two for Aspen Ladd and the third one for Bud. Um, overall, close fight. Aspen Ladd still doesn't look like a great version of herself. Um, but yeah, like I, I think she won. I, I think the right decision was there. Has, has the ship sailed on her? Uh, maybe it sailed a while ago on her being what we thought. Or oh, a thousand. She would be. Yeah, a thousand. Yeah, because like it's if she's just, she's out here questionably. Yeah, she's out here questionably split decision Julia Bud in a yeah. uh, 145 fight. Like, yeah, she she's not what we thought she was anymore. And that's yep. not to say she can't have a great and lucrative career and yep. maybe do some wild things in PFL, win a million dollars. But it's it's just like she she is not the future world beater we thought she was. Yeah, lightweight championship. 
Uh, we already get that one. Aubin Mercier, congrats to my fellow Canadian. Uh, I hear this one was a snoozer, waterweight championship. Uh, and I got it wrong. So Sadabusai, the the um, Swedish Denzel Washington came through over Delano Taylor. Was it as bad as I hear? It was bad. Uh, was I will say I will say two things about this. Uh, number one is I said Sadabusai is the safer, more technical <laughs> uh, was, fighter, and he was gonna he was gonna be careful the whole fight and probably win a point fight. Uh, that was incredibly correct. That's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is this is a fight that happened, and there's not really much more that has to be said about it. All right. Good enough. This next fight um, was not boring, uh, mostly because Rob Wilkinson has a mustache, so you can never go wrong there. Uh, he won the light heavyweight championship uh, knockout doctor stoppage over Amari Ahmedov uh, at the end of after two rounds. They stopped the fight. So, yeah, you, you got to get better to the boy, didn't he? Yeah, you got to give Akhmedov a lot of credit for surviving as long as he did, because uh, th- this was a one-sided beatdown. Wilkinson uh, just looks like the real deal, man. I, I kind of like to see him a lot against a lot of 205ers in the UFC. Um, not that, yeah. you know, not that I think he'd be an instant champ or an instant contender, but like, man, he, he has really looked like he's improved since he left the UFC. But is he willing to take a massive pay cut? That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, right? Like that's, uh, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not going to win a million bucks in the UFC, at least not for some time. Yep. All right, so that that's all our champions. Um, what else? I'll just zip, zip through the next. Megamed, Megamed, Karimov won as we predicted. Decision over Gleason T-Ball. If you want to interrupt at any point, go right ahead. Um, nah, that's that's that one's easy. All right, Dakota Dicheva. I saw highlights of this. She looked really good. Knocking of course out. she did. She was fighting somebody who was yep. two and zero and ten years exactly. older than her or some shit. There, there you go. Right hook and hammer fist. So we're not impressed by that. Um, oh, I, I missed the I missed the funniest one. Uh, Shaman Marias knocked out uh, Marlon Marias. Fifty eight seconds into round three, it took longer than expected. But once Mar once Marlon uh, Marias once you touch him on the chin, it's all over. And that's what happened. And the fight went. But the, uh, we'll have to admit, Dan did pick the wrong Marias, but he did predict um, how the fight would go. Marlon yeah, would look well, good until he. Wasn't. Well, and, and I'll say this too. I, I gotta, I gotta put some respect on Marlon Marias' name and a little respect on my technical breakdown here. Cause not only did I say Marlon Marias would, would use some wrestling, he would be the better and more technical of the strikers. I also said that Shaman Marias is not a guy who headhunts. And that was going to be the big deterrent of his ability to beat Marlon Marias. And for two rounds, the dude didn't headhunt. That for two rounds, he did exactly like I thought he would. Marlon Marias walked through it, outstruck him, used his wrestling. It, it looked like he needed to to win. And in the third round, Shaman Marias' corner must have said, hey, you got to go knock him out. Go strike only to the head in this round. And it looks <laughs> like he should have been doing that the whole time because it was, like you said, it just took one. He's got a big bullseye on his uh, head if he and his chin if he if. If he didn't before this, but it's wild that he didn't throw there for two rounds, much like I predicted he wouldn't. And then just in the third round, he's like, well, I guess I got it. (laughs) Yeah. So Marlon Morris has to go away. Like they got to stop letting him fight. I I agree. Could you imagine if this this was supposed to be, this was supposed to be him versus Shane Burgos, by the way. Oh my God. That would have been a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been more merciful. Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay. So we did that. And then, um, Muhammad Ali's grandson, as I said, uh, looked very good in the opener, starching Tom. Uh, also against, Rice. also against the bomb. Yeah. 
You also it, missed it the Tom Schultz versus uh, Jeremy Stevens. Oh, yeah. All right. Tell me about that. Jeremy Stevens is bad. And he, he <laughs> kept going into the same submissions and finally yeah. had the tap out, right? Jeremy Stevens uh, got taken down quickly in the first round, put in an arm triangle choke, nearly finished for three and a half minutes. Uh, and then you're like, oh, good. He got out of that. Uh, maybe he won't get caught in it again and immediately was caught in it again in the second time. Uh, so, yeah, he's got to go away, too. He, at I, least he's not going to be knocked so. out. But that's 21 losses now in his career. I think, I think he's died. Uh, who you knows? can't put him in that season, right? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it, you're, you're going to put him and Anthony Pettis in that season. You can't have a whole bunch of old guys that get beat up. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, interesting. That's PFL's problem, not ours. So that was that. Um, I went uh-huh, nine and three. I made 50 bucks. Dan went eight and four. I lost 90, about 89. So hopefully you do better in the real world when where you don't bet on every fight. So that is PFL. Brave CF also went down. Did you watch any of that? I did. Yeah, I you watched went, a... You went four and one and you made 18 bucks. So tell us all about nice. it. So I almost went five and oh. Uh, I, w- yeah. I will say, so while... Uh, well, let's start with the uh, – I'll just give a quick rundown. Uh, main event, Chad had to come. I said, dude is UFC-level talent. If you haven't seen this knockout yet, go to our Twitter at SGPNMMA on Twitter because uh, I, I tweeted out a clip of it courtesy of Brave. Uh, right it now. Is, it is maybe the most devastating elbow I've ever seen from the clinch. This is incredible, and I want to see this guy in the UFC. He's super exciting. Um you sound like Dana White on a contender you, series show. Say that again? You sound like Dana White on a contender series. No, he show. I, I mean like this, this is in the UFC. This is this is legitimately like one of the better elbows I've ever seen and I I do like I wonder what he could do against even like fringe top 15 guys. Oh, that is bad. Sorry, yeah, I just it, watched it. It is <laughs> arms go up in the air, they lock. Yeah. So like Ooh. yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of Wow, yeah. He need him in the chin first, which I'm sure helped and then wow finishes them off with a massive elbow to the temple anyway. yeah so hanacom uh real deal good stuff uh then we also had asu El, uh almabayev in the co-main event he was fighting a guy who was one to know on late notice um and he looked like uh a hot prospect fighting a guy who's one to know on late notice picked up a rear naked choke um i also had nasoki and debele uh beating fajar and he did that with a, a pretty nice knockout as well the only one i missed on the whole card was Junior Tapa, uh, Justin Tapa's brother, who uh, was a well, when we talked about it was a minus 300 favorite. By fight time, he was a minus 600 favorite. I had his opponent, Nicholas Jurjevic, who is a 41 year old man, who I have to say, while he got knocked out in two minutes and two seconds, he took down Tapa, had him handcuffed, and was just like badgering him with punches. Finally, Tapa got back to his feet, and he was like. Oh, it turns out I only have two minutes of cardio um, and it was over right there. So uh, I, I feel good about that one. Like the takedown was there and my read on Junior Tapa being a guy who is going to be susceptible to takedowns and ground and pound in the near future, I think is really astute. Like I think this guy's got a long way to go before we're talking about him at any high level. And then uh, the opener I had Zagid Gadarov beating Abel Brites, uh, and, and he did. Big, devastating knockout punch, uh, just like he did on that clip I shared in our Discord, which, by the way, you can check out those extra clips and stuff in our Discord at SG, or, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, so make sure you do that. Uh, but yeah, 4-1, and one, all favorites. The closest upset to happening 
was like a plus 500 guy, and it was the one I picked. So uh, I feel pretty good about that. All right. So plus four and you... one is four and one is my my brand, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That is totally Gumby brand brand, and we we should get some four and one Gumby gear out there, should we not? We should. <laughs> Powers that be, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Four, four and one. Four and one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll go over. Uh, like, <laughs> sell like hotcakes. Apparently, hotcakes sell. So, um, sell like hotcakes. Anything, anything else from non-UFC action for the weekend we need to discuss? Or could we nah, put this I, to bed? I think we can put this one to bed. We may as well make our non-UFC episodes a little quicker. You know, we don't need to go on and on. Uh, we told you everything you need to know that's important. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to be back, though. Uh, just kick off a, a UFC week, but we're going to kick it off with the non-UFC episode as per usual. We will be talking about the biggest promotion in the world with their 27.8 billion uh, viewers of every episode. That would be one fighting championship. Um, has two events going on this weekend. And when there's two events in one, we're actually going to have enough fights that, that Gumby's interested in to, uh, <laughs> to combine. It, takes, it took two, let's be honest. You know, which which promotion do you disdain the most, Gumby? Bellator or one? You you hold both. Uh, you see, seem to disdain having to make picks for either of those promotions. I, I, will, I will say this. So I think Bellator uh, is – I appreciate Bellator more being like a uh, – a uh, promotion that focuses on MMA. They've like finally given up that kickboxing branch. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, I am not a guy who likes to watch a whole bunch of like kickboxing, Muay Thai, even like competitive grappling. Like I'll watch it <laughs> once in a while if it's like the highest level dudes. But like, I, I don't really like watching a lot of competitive grappling. I like watching MMA. So uh, one pisses me off just because like you'll see a card and you'll be like, oh, cool title fight. I wonder what else is on it. And it's like 37 kickboxing matches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think they're better at matchmaking at one. I think they have, uh, mostly better talent. Like they're good at like having their own people rather than having just UFC cast offs largely. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't like watching it more. I like watching Bellator more surprisingly. Okay. All right. So there you go. We are MMA snobs around these parts. So, um, hopefully you are too, because we're breaking down that tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, our discord, it's slash discord. Get in there. No matter what you're interested in, there is a channel in there for you to chat with a bunch of other like-minded people. Uh, as we said, Twitter, SGP and MMA is the account Gumby runs for us. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. All our writings on various sports, not just MMA, are at sportsgumbypodcast.com, as are a bunch of other amazing people's writings on every sport underneath the sun. So head over there. Um, or if you don't like reading, you can head over to our pick pages there. We're... we're it's just a simple breakdown of picks from our experts for whatever sport you're interested in. So uh, we got that. And if you want to read more of my stuff uh, about MMA, um, fighter rankings, stats, fighter salary p- payouts, all that type of stuff, uh, mostly number number um, based articles, along with my free pick em contest, uh, you can go to my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. So that is all you need to know from us. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, I'm going to let Gumby take you home because I don't have any nicknames in my head right now. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's walking trouble, Jeff Fox. <laughs> yep. And we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>